Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core number 113. My name is Kyle Springer and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson to talk some more Yellow Jackets. Mm -hmm. Melissa, how are you doing? I'm okay. I think it's funny that I offered you a couple times when I could record and you grabbed the first available one and you showed up here in our, our chat call early. You are ready to talk Yellow Jackets. You are so Fork excited. Fork and knife. Let's go. Let's eat. Let's eat. Um, Let's yeah, eat no, Jackie. <laughs> Let's eat Jackie. <laughs> yes, we are here to talk more about Yellow Jackets season two, particularly episodes three and four, Digestif and Old Wounds. Uh, and yeah, that's exactly where we left off. The gang ate Jackie. Uh, so we are Cue, it's always it sunny right in away. Philadelphia music and title cards. The gang eats Jackie. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, let, let's check in with you. How did you like these two episodes? What were your thoughts on, on these? Cause we, we got, I, I almost started to feel like, well, we might not have super a lot to talk about. And then episode four hit <laughs> and there was a lot of yeah. little small things. I'm just like, there's, there's yeah. so much. So what'd you think? We interesting stuff is happening, like kind of reality bending stuff, which is mm -hmm. not exactly the avenue I thought we might go into. Uh it we're yeah. this is a show that's young enough that it's still us the audience are still trying to get a handle on what kind of supernatural paranormal sci-fi things are on the table here. Like what's possible and what isn't or ghosts in play aliens time travel like we've got like a big list of, of different types of weird magical and sci-fi aesthetics and we're like which ones are you playing with one by one yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah i i felt the same way uh the especially episode three starts out with what seems to be some flashbacks uh and mm. then as we learned they're not exactly flashbacks uh, I'll get to more of that in a sec here. But yeah, that kind of carries over into Thaisa and her sleepwalking mm -hmm. and what's real and what's not. And uh, even this idea of this darkness, this like unknown entity or darkness or force or whatever it may be. They kind of seem to think that sacrificing blood or getting close to death mm -hmm. is a way to like reach that plane of existence or commune with it uh and so yeah there is this like reality bending what is really going on here um i i i think is super super interesting for sure um but yeah i i liked these a lot like i kind of alluded to i thought episode three was maybe a little like especially compared with like how much mm -hmm. episode two got my mind yeah. going and just thinking about all the like thematic references and allusions to different literary stuff. I kind of felt episode three went a little light on that stuff, which is okay. Um, mm. But then yeah, episode four, I think has a number of, of just like smaller Wait, what is happening? What is going? What is this? That's new. Oh my god! What? What? Whoa! Huh? Huh? Um, that that yeah, I I I had a lot of fun with these ones for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, the first thing I want to 
bring up is coach because yes we that's my first thing too yes that is we we kind of left off with the girls eating jackie and he was girls and travis yes uh all the kids scott was the only one that didn't and he was kind of horrified and that's where episode three starts so i'll i'll toss it to to you because he's all he's the one we also get these like reality bending like glitch effect transitions that seem to be flashbacks but aren't so what did you think of him uh in the lead up to the release of season two i read that there was an actor cast to play coach's boyfriend uh with the article saying like it is unclear if this is revealing that he has survived and this is the boyfriend he has now in like 2021 22 whenever the the modern day storyline takes place or if these are going to be like flashbacks or fantasies or dreams or something for his 90s boyfriend so we do see that that appears to be flashbacks of him and his boyfriend back in the 90s and like the weeks leading up to this championship they were going to where his boyfriend wants him to move in with him in the city, New York City, presumably. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I like I want to see the girls through the rest of the tournament, like the rest of the season. I don't feel like I can leave them now. I, would, I don't want to be distracted from that. Uh, and he, his boyfriend kind of breaks up with him. Like, if you're not ready for this commitment, like, I don't know why we're still doing this. Yeah. And then the final one of those scenes we get scattered throughout this episode this is the most lost like structured episode with the with the flashbacks we've got yeah absolutely we cut back to him going to his boyfriend and he's like i thought you i thought your flight was today i thought you were going to that championship and he's like no i got up i was gonna go to the airport and i'm like what am i doing you know this man you love is waiting for you here so he's like i didn't get on the plane i came here instead and then they see on the tv the news report of no, not the plane crash, but like the plane has gone missing. This flight was expected. It's these girls going to a soccer championship. They never arrived. Right. So you think, oh, he's been fantasizing about what if I did something different? What, what if I took a different have path? Been like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then I wouldn't be stuck here with one leg in a frozen cabin. And, and this is all happening while the girls are trying to throw hungry girls. <laughs> right. And so traps. the girls are trying to throw Shauna a baby shower. Misty's gift is that she does a monologue from Steel Magnolias or Terms of Endearment or one of those. It's Steel Magnolias. And, yeah. And Travis is rolling his eyes like, oh, this is so embarrassing. So he goes to the other guy around. And he's like, geez, coach, you get a load of this and coach. He's like lying in bed in like the one little bedroom area in the cabin. And he sort and he like kind of looks at Travis in this weird glazed way. And he's just like, he seems so out of it. Whereas we hadn't been seen disassociated, right? Yeah, it's it's a strange enough reaction that I'm like, did he go somewhere? Like, is this more than just like. A, a fantasy or a dream he doesn't exactly seem like he just woke up like there's something about his reaction that is so strange to me which is is interesting because i i feel like that is something you would like it's such a traumatic event to witness or to be a part of right that for him to disassociate makes sense and and to just kind of be in shock right of what 
happened, mm-hmm. but also it, it's it just com- like it's so weird compared to everything else. Like this is yeah. one of the more tame things of like coach is <laughs> disassociating, whereas like Ty is sleepwalking and has some kind yes. of alter ego. There's maybe witch craft and well, mm. maybe alternate dimension who know like who knows what's happening and it's just yeah coaches being weird <laughs> yeah but but that's the, but that's I, the thing because everything else is so heightened you're almost yes. like i wonder if there is something more to that yes yes did he truly slip into get a peek into like another universe is he really in some sort of not entirely just psychological, but supernatural trance state right now. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there was another scene when he walks in the cabin and he like envisions the g- girls like starting to f- foam at the mouth and wanting to eat. Yeah, him. he's kind of starting to be like, well, I'm the lame duck here, right? Like I'm right. I'm, yeah, he's like, I, I think in back of his mind, he's trying to come to terms with his fate or what he thinks his fate will be we're not we're still not sure exactly what his fate is somehow he might live who knows um but i I think the common thought right now is that he's the weakest link next um Mm -hmm. so scary stuff there though (laughs) yeah but Um, I, i i did appreciate getting that little look at his at his private life especially when one of the main facets of this character is that he's gay and there is not a single adult man around for him to have a romantic or or mm-hmm. any sort of a bond with yeah indeed indeed uh i want to talk about ty and the things that mm. happen uh to and around ty in these episodes here uh because in <laughs> episode three she's continuing to sleep walk but Van kind of makes the decision not to like stop her, but to then follow mm-hmm. her and ask like, hey, can I come with you when you sleepwalk and sleepwalking? Chai is like, yes, come. Um, mm-hmm. And what Van discovers is that she's basically walking directly to these trees with these symbols on them. Mm-hmm. And, she, and at that point, Van kind of wakes her up and is like, yo, what? the hell is going on here you walked straight here um like how how did you know this was he he, here and she's trying to convince ty to talk to lottie and be like we need to figure this out because something is happening and Mm -hmm. as we kind of know ty doesn't she's a person that really does not want to confront the supernatural or that think like otherworldly things might exist um right she's just absolutely walled it off and just been like no absolutely not mm-hmm. um and eventually we find out in episode four that van has now mapped out where all of mm. these trees are and they make the symbol like the this yeah. weird funky symbol that we still don't know what it is uh and I, I just I, I, I think that is fascinating uh, that it is almost like a, a bigger seance, mm. like it is not just the cabin yeah. that they are in or the little small surrounding area, but it is just like this, the entire woods that they're in. There's something up with them, something 
has happened there or is happening. Um, and I, yeah, I, I thought that was fascinating. I was like, oh, they make the symbol. Oh, my God. Here we go. Great stuff. Good. Um, but I did to, to give a little bit of spo- spoilers ahead for something that happens down the road. There was still one spot that they hadn't gone to yet. And Jan was like, there should be a tree right here mm. at this spot. And they go to where that tree should be and they don't find a tree. Instead, they find Javi. Um, yes. Which is wild. He's still alive. Yeah, and Javi's, it's Javi's out there. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> out there with the truth, just like yeah. X-Files told us. Yeah. It's so strange. Well, they also find one of those weird warm spots where the snow is melted. Uh, and they find him there. And he's like running he's like running from them not towards them when it seems like he would definitely know like oh those are the girls it, from the plane crash i should approach them it seems them. like he was I, kind of spying on them or was doing something yeah, in the yes. area and they happened to be in the area and he was not expecting them to be there um and and so yeah at the side of of of, of them he dashes he's like i am gone cuz Last mm-hmm. we saw, they were all out to eat to eat him right now. On, oh, on yeah. Doom's He's still afraid of that. <laughs> like the, the last thing we saw of him was Shauna looking at him and in this like weird demonic voices run. And he's just like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm gone. Um, wow. Yeah. But who knows uh, yeah, what, well, is, what is. I just uh, say, who knows uh, what his state gonna... of mind is? Because we don't yeah, get any. We don't get any time with him. He just sort of like they come across him. They're like, whoa, Javi. And they take him back to the cabin. Everyone's like, wow, it's really you. And he hugs Travis or or Travis hugs him. He doesn't like say anything. He doesn't explain anything. The girl's like, wow, are you still alive? And he no answers. We we don't know. Is is he still able to speak? Is he catatonic with with trauma? We don't know the current state of Javi. We don't know if the same Javi has returned than was the one that left. Yes. I So he like that is exactly what I'm thinking is up here, because when we see Travis get killed at the start of season one, mm. uh, he leaves behind. A, we, we learn that he left behind a note f- f- for Nat that said Nat was right. Mm-hmm. And th- this is, I think, what Nat was right about. Nat is, it has, has said, Javi is dead. He's like, this is, so whoever this is that came back to the cabin, I don't think this is Javi. It's not the Javi we knew, uh, which we didn't really know terribly well to begin with, mm. to be honest. But yeah, I, still, like, I, I, yeah, with a series that may potentially include some like possession of some kind some demonic possession or alter egos or alternate Mm -hmm. dimensions yeah that's it we we just we're not sure exactly yet um what we shall see what's puzzling is that so if this is not the same javi that returned then then the one that disappeared at doom coming why is Travis telling Natalie uh, as he d- dies, you were right? Is this like what has happened to this Javi in the meantime? Uh, this is, is this <laughs> why is that 
the the final beat in the story happening 20 years in the future and not still within their time there in the woods. Does this Javi die or run off in another way? You know, does he come back? Is this is this person they still believe to be Javi still out there? I there's so much information we're missing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be anything like that. It could be somehow that maybe some kind of dark spirit was trapped there in that in those woods and was looking for a way to escape and mm. somehow through possession or something like that maybe it's able to uh and i mean that is the thing right when you when you lose a sibling for that many months out in the wilderness you resort to cannibalism all that stuff like to get him back you, you kind of have to be in denial for a little bit i think I don't know, mm -hmm. but like uh, just to be like, yeah. no, he's back. This is him. You lied, Nat. Like this is like, what are you talking about? He's right here. He's physically right here. Um, and so I, I think part of that denial is not really wanting to look at the potential weird things he could do down the road or cr cr creepy things down the road. Who knows? Um, but. Yeah, they they rediscovered Javi. Good Lord. <laughs> I I also um, think it's funny that Thaisa's uh, her, her sleepwalking, these disassociative events, how she goes and finds the trees. They're like, you're part of this. You're part of like the same magic that the Lottie has her same spiritual connection to the woods. Of the Taisa wants no part of this. She doesn't believe in it. She hates it, but she yeah. is still inextricably personally linked to everything in a way that none of the other uh, survivors are. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. I, I like that in the modern day times, we we then get to see Ty go going to the house of the detective mm. uh to yeah. steal the the information on van and find out where she is uh we get this great scene of the like mirror version of yeah. ty uh basically mouthing the words go to her and then mm. doing this thing on her yeah face that that is it's supposed to resemble the mask that van and her wore on mm. doom's coming mm. but also like we talked about last time it's the eye in the triangle of the, mm. the like third eye all seeing eye all seeing eye can mm. refer to all of this it's just another one of those ah, 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 there you go interesting um but yeah she then goes to she she in in like I, I I don't think she wants to go to Van either is the thing. It's the it's the like sleepwalking alternate identity mm. that wants to to because she wakes up like halfway in her trip and it's just like, fuck, like I, mm. I didn't want to do this, <laughs> yeah. but I'm already halfway there. I might as well uh, go, go. So we do get to see the adult version of Van running yeah. a little small video store i think out in like mm. ohio i don't remember exactly well, where I, but she's traveling I, across the country um if there was like a sign or, or a license plate or, or something i missed it i just know that the truck driver who picks up ty says oh don't worry i voted for you indicating that they might still be somewhere within new jersey 
just like at, more at rural least New Jersey, on like a major truck line that yeah, ends maybe yeah, in, yeah, because they they would go back and forth and uh, yeah, I just feel like, like they must still be within or close to Jersey because the idea of her being like way out somewhere and meeting a truck driver from Jersey uh, seems very slim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, indeed. Uh, I yeah, I I so I. I <laughs> One of the words I've been mentioning this episode is this idea of like alternate dimension stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm not completely sold on yet. I think this is one of the more recent theories popping up out there of like maybe mm-hmm. there is some kind of like mirror world or there's like doppelgangers somehow like dark versions of these characters. Um, and some of the ways we see this is not only ties like alter ego this like mirrors health but even the symbol that they have right we we've discussed how it almost looks like a human being hung upside down and like that that slash through them like means they're dead or they've been gutted but if that slash is like a horizon line Mm -hmm. it's almost like someone rising up out of the water or out of the earth or just from another plane of existence Mm -hmm. right so that's a potential theory there and then this pen that ty finds could easily absolutely be a red herring but it's one of those nudie pens that it's yeah it's still like like we 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 talked about these pens on a podcast (laughs) like six months ago uh, yes, but yeah, it, it it looks like a woman in a bathing suit when it's held the right way. But when you flip it upside down, the ink that has the the like bathing suit disappears and it's this nude woman. Mm-hmm. Ty is a lesbian. She could absolutely just be like, yeah. hey, I like hot women. This is a fun mm-hmm. pen. Why, Why not? I will. I will. I know I am going to my ex-girlfriends. I will bring this to her as like a cheeky peace offer. Right. Yes. Could be something like that. Could absolutely be nothing at all. But this idea of turning it upside down and it's now something else is a theme that is starting to show up a little bit more here, Um, which I yeah, I I find fascinating. Um, But that's that's kind of all I have to say on Ty so far. Um, Mm -hmm. Not much more in there. I'm sure we'll get more of her and van down the road i know surely next episode we're going to get a better look at van's little video rental store i'm sure there's easter eggs in there uh i don't know if they're all like meaningful plot easter eggs but one of the movies on like the letterboard behind her is bound the wachowski's first film which i know is a a queer romance so i there's there's at least something that seems like it's a wonderful life poster this idea of like you getting to see this life without you just this alt this alternate look at reality right um there yeah there there is some stuff in there but i'm sure there's a lot more um let's go to misty and walter walter's his his name (laughs) right i think Um, so yeah i i love those two i think that's (laughs) he's very fun i at this point i do take him on face value with what he says 
Okay. Uh, I think like initially you you're suspicious Why? of Walter. I I feel like the twist, the game of Walter is not is he who he says he is. There's not like a seek there's not a twist of Walter. The twist is going to be what happens to Walter. Because we've mm. got these two parallel timelines of Misty getting a really close friend back in the 90s and Misty getting a potential boyfriend now. Mm, and I'm wondering yeah. if both of those relationships are just going to come to absolute disaster or maybe her friend in the 90s. I said like the second her and Misty became friends in episode one of the season, Something I'm like, this girl must her. be dead. This yeah. seems like doom. Maybe she loses that girl and it has taught her a lesson and we see that she is not going to lose Walter. Like maybe she'll do something extremely drastic to keep Walter. Yeah, it 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 seems like especially with some of the things Walter is say, it's like here's the thing. I I'm still not convinced Walter is who he says he is. Or maybe I he g- is but is still just like genuinely like a shady person. Right. Mm. Um, Because we 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 find out that he's a multimillionaire because he was walking by some construction (laughs) site, got hit in the head with something that fell. He sued for millions. Um, Yeah. And that's what he has now. Uh, And but. He's he's also like he he and he he self admittedly makes a reference to it like he's a Moriarty looking for his Sherlock. but he he is really smart. He, he he's like I can see him manipulating some stuff like that to get mm. money like that. Um, but that being said, he's also saying and doing some things that I think really really remind Misty of Crystal of her friend mm. back in the day. The love of musicals and it just yes. like. It's, it's these odd like it. this is a show that makes you question everything. And so it's just like, why do you have these tape cassettes of musicals? One tape cassettes. All right. That fits in with the persona that you've been showing so far. You're this like yeah. weird kind of eccentric per- person who, of course, you would only have, you know, these eight track tapes. But musicals. Mm, that's like hitting the nail on the head. Mm. there and so i i think yeah i I think essentially what happened is i I think misty ends up betraying crystal at some point and she feels bad about it i think she feels like she's a bad person or a terrible friend and so when you get him flattering her of like you know you're a good person you know you're a good friend she gets this like Thanks. Like, no, yeah, nobody says that about me. Like, no, nobody realizes that that's who I truly am. Right. And so I I think she's kind of falling for it. And I think there's like she might be on the opposite end of that, that he betrays her some somehow. Mm. But I don't know. But I yeah, I love their dynamic. I liked that scene of them side by side. Yes. Where they're just the exact same person. That was fantastic. Right. Which me which makes me wonder, like, if we see him in a situation where he is not around Misty, she is not watching him and they are that similar. That makes me 
believe a lot of what he's saying if he is still acting mm, yeah. that way, not under observation. Integrity. He has integrity. Yeah. Um man, I, I I like their dynamic a lot. I I I think it's 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 just it's so much fun fun to see the, those those two just eat the scenery up uh mm. it's just yeah it's 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 g- 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 good um but for misty uh so we, we know that they are on the hunt for lalati and her cult who they yes. jokingly at one point call the flying purple people eaters <laughs> which yeah. is really funny considering the cannibalism aspect mm, um yep but in the past, when they are getting when when they do the baby shower for Shauna, mm. um, yeah, Misty's gift to Shauna is this monologue from Steel Magnolias, which I admittedly have not seen. Coincidentally, mm. Melissa, you and I did a podcast on on some Flintstones c- comics um, yes. from 2016. Fantastic stuff. Go read right. them. They're incredible. Um, we'll have a podcast up on them very soon uh, on the Whatnots Review Show. Uh, so you can keep your eyes tuned right here to our YouTube page as well. But it, in in those comics, there, there is a spoof on on Steel yeah. Magnolias in that. Yeah, um, they go see Shale Magnolias. So it is yeah. funny that we are talking about this movie twice in twice. one day. Yeah, that neither of us have seen. We only recognize it in reference form. So just on some quick like let me look at the little wikipedia page because what is this monologue exactly it does seem to have some thematic ties about Mm. a woman losing someone that's close to her and how she's Mm. dealing with that after they just lost jackie to their stomachs Mm. right uh and yeah there's a little uh, bit of jackie in all of us now (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so apparently the story of Steel Magnolias is about a, a, is about a group of women coping with the loss of one of their own. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I coincidentally, one of the characters gives birth uh, at the end of this movie uh, and she gives b- b- birth on Easter weekend, the same weekend that this episode aired. Ah. Which is kind of wild. <laughs> mm. Um that it, it they they could have either aired the show earlier so that when Shauna gives birth that it's on Easter weekend. <laughs> Anyways, um but but yeah, I just thought that was an, an interesting coincidence. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I said uh, Misty and Crystal are becoming fast friends. Uh, Crystal is the one in the theater department. Then we also mentioned the the plays that she likes. She likes the yeah. musicals. Um, so I'm 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 wondering if he knows something about what happened back, or he like he's already pieced it together mm. and hasn't told them, and is like just working to confirm it on his own somehow some way or like i've theorized like we haven't seen any characters yet that are related like not is not a like parental unit but like yeah is there a brother or a sister that is like yeah a year or two older or a year or two younger 
that would kind of, at least in the adult world, kind of be in that same group here. Um, He could potentially be that. Like, is he adopted? Is was Crystal adopted? I don't know. Those are a little more out there. Yeah, but it it seems to imply that he knows something potentially. I can you remind me these new characters I recognize on site. I don't have all their names straight yet. Who's dark hair, yellow jacket and and who's her friend with the little mouse? I think the girl with the mouse is Akila is I think I have it in my notes here. I think I think that's her. That sounds familiar. I thought we had an Akila in here. Yes. Um, I yeah, I, I think I mentioned it last time we talked about them, what their names were. But yeah, then it's it's Crystal, uh, who's the uh, darker skinned girl who's in the theater mm. yes. department, who's now friends with Misty and then Mari, which she seems Mari. to really, really be taking to Lottie. Yes, yes. And kind of instigating some of the tension now in this hazen. People are starting to theorize that she is pit girl mm. she's the, the the one that gets eaten at the very start of season one so speaking of making friends do you think there's any significance to the mouse yes and no i i yes in the sense that i think it will cause problems <laughs> I think she's going to want to keep this mouse alive. It's t- too small to eat and be any kind of meaningful yeah. food, right? Mm. But it's a small pet. Why not keep this pet alive and find some fun and enjoyment when they have literally nothing to do but stay yeah. warm and try and find food, right? But if she's then giving food to this mouse... That can be a problem of like, why are you giving food to this when we are starving? Mm-hmm. And that could be something that's like, that's why yeah. you got to go. We're going to make you food instead. Yeah, it uh, could be that. It could be that she she's not like, hey, look, Maury, I found a mouse. Cool. Like she puts it in her pocket. She keeps it a little secret. So I wonder if she's going to continue to keep it a secret just because there's no like new information to these Girls. Everything is sort of stagnated and slowed to a crawl in their world. Now they have Javi back. That's very big news. Soon they'll have a baby they have to deal with. There's yeah. stuff happening, but like uh, maybe she wants us to just like, this is a treat for me. This is the one thing that I have that nobody else here has in this world where we like sleep in one little room together. She's like, this is my mouse. And maybe just the fact that she has any secret at all from the rest of the girls, even if it is so trivial like this is going to cause some sort of big dividing line because they they have had some scenes where they're like hey no more secrets right shauna Mm. is pregnant like this is something Mm. that will affect us all Um, and then you know they could decide like hey if she did but like why not it gives us something to do it gives us something to care for and look after that can kind of get our minds off of other things right Mm -hmm. it might turn out to be a, a Good thing. Who knows? Mm. The other way I can see it playing out is where where has this mouse been? It's cold outside. The mouse is not yes. living outside. Where did this mouse come from? Is there 
another place in this house like it is is there some kind of like secret underground like storehouse that they didn't realize was there um that they just don't know about yet um could it be hiding somehow in a new part of the house that they haven't discovered yet i like that idea i always wish for more scenes in this show where they really take stock of what is available to them back in the 90s like I kind of just want one of there's no point no character at this point would tell this to another character but as an audience member I wish I had like okay so we have three rooms and we have these furniture pieces and these supplies like I just kind of want a list of like what is in play diagrams and all that stuff Yeah. yeah um but I, so I, that I, I think kind of leads me to Lottie. Let's t- talk mm. a little bit about Lottie here, because uh, in, in modern day times, we see her dealing with the return of her vi- vi- visions and mm-hmm. it has spooked her. It has yeah. she immediately goes to a therapist or a psychologist and is like, hey, I need more medicine. It's not the one she normally yeah. sees which was in, I, I don't know if that has any kind of significance or at least maybe, yet. Um, maybe this is just a way to give you exposition because they're like, why would she say these things to the same doctor she's always been with? Let's have a new doctor is there suddenly while the other one's on sabbatical just so she is a, like an audience surrogate, somebody to explain sure, yes, things yeah. to. I don't know. Yeah, could could be something exactly like that. But she's she's scared of these visions returning because apparently when those were in full swing, bad things happened. Um, I think we can tell by Shauna opening up to her daughter that there is they are yeah. ashamed of what they do. And we'll we'll get back to the, all of that mm. in a sec here. But like they're ashamed of what they do. And when Shauna mentions it, she says they did like there is this disassociation of like it wasn't me who did those things again with the like mm-hmm. dual like yeah. dual personalities maybe alternates uh, who knows um but i i think lottie is kind of struggling with the same thing in the 90s uh she is still doing like she's like uh, she gathered up all those birds that uh a- appeared and hit the cabin when the blood dripped on the blanket that had this symbol mm. on it uh which again implies that there is like if you spill blood like the forest will take care of you um mm. and why they start to make sacrifices and sacrifice the bear heart and she cuts her her hand open and all of that stuff um but like she she has this vision where so to give a little bit of context mari instigates a contest between nat and lottie to see who can go out and find food nat has Mm. at least recently genuinely or generally been unsuccessful in finding new yeah. food it's the winter they've ki- they've killed what they could so far maybe the animals moved on lottie seems to be able to be in tune with the forest and provide some things uh mm. so they're just like why don't they have a content test and see who can get the most food uh while she's out on this contest she makes a blood sacrifice to be like hey what can you like she almost doesn't 
the, 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 the sacrifice she makes, like before she makes it, she has this moment of fuck me. Like I, like I'm really yeah. gonna have to do this almost like she is reluctant to do like, she knows she has yeah. a connection, but recognizes the darkness involved in it. And yes. it's like, I, don't want to mess with this more than I have yeah. to, uh, which is an, an interesting thing. Um, but she has this vision and this is another moment that is very lost, like yes. in the sense that the plane is back. How did this plane get back? It's the same plane that uh, Laura Lee died in. The thing exploded over the lake. How is it here in the snow and then there's like this this hatch that opens up in the back of the plane and it's like the hatch and lost. She climbs down and has this vision. Melissa, mm-hmm. what did you think of the vision that she was having here? This is very interesting. I know there's got to be like a dozen theories about what this could possibly mean where she manifests herself back into a mall, a mall like we don't know if this is something that literally happened if she is have putting herself back into a memory or this is a fantasy none of the those girls didn't all go to the mall together like that once but like Laura Lee is back and i like that Laura Lee and and Lottie had a connection that Lottie has never let go of like Laura Lee really mm. opened something up in her she sees yeah. Laura Lee as this like guiding sort of mystical force now uh, and I just she, she I really enjoyed that, that character. Like she went to yes, her for yes. spiritual guidance, right? Yeah. So I'm happy that that's a tie that the show keeps that they put a lot of significance on what that would mean to Lottie. And I, I loved Laura Lee. I was happy to see that actress back in the role, even just a yeah. little bit. It's it is puzzling. Yeah. Why she well, she envisions this mall, this world of creature comforts of casual sisterhood where we all go out to the food court together because we want to and not because we have all been stuck together through any circumstances yeah it's very weird that she walks in and it's normal like everybody treats her like hey lottie you know thanks for sitting down with us here at the food court and laura lee is like you need to go back you are too cold you will die yeah yeah because like i when Jackie had her visions, she also saw Laura Lee in that. But everyone was also with her in that, too. So it's not necessarily yeah. a look at, like, who died. It might be of, like, mm. who lived, right? Like, who followed the spiritual guidance and mm. stuff. Like, I'm not sure who all. I, I don't remember who all is in that group at the table there. It might be something like that. But, yeah, it is this weird thing where she is trying to get to this altered state of existence or this other plane or commune with this dark spirit entity thing right and the spirit is basically like all right that's enough you're gonna Mm. die if you stay yeah get out uh and that's you know when they kick her out and eventually they go and find her and save her because she is also bleeding out and she's suffering from frostbite when she stepped into that hot bath it looked like her her toes were all purple Mm. and and stuff like that um so like she she yeah she had a near-death experience to be able to reach this plane but 
in her vision in season mm-hmm. one with like that long like hallway and the stairs oh, yeah. and all that stuff. She's in some kind of what appears to be like an underground bunker. Right. Yes. Um, this like long concrete hallway. Uh, the like it it seems wet like there's some leaky pipes or some steam that's producing condensation or some heat source in this one she finds the the hatch that leads her down below into this thing this is what i'm starting to wonder if there is another location that these girls can potentially survive in and or at least makes it more survivable than just this rickety old cabin right um and especially with these trees that we're seeing where the snow is melting around them yeah is is there some kind of cave system in the in Mm. the mountains there is there like some kind of like natural hot springs kind of thing going on maybe it's just that right it's not actually like th- there's an underground hatch and something it might just be natural hot spurrings right um mm-hmm. if they are up in that pacific northwest like almost in canada like i'm wondering if like th- i mean I, I i guess i don't know my g- geography super well but what if that like in this weird supernatural space there is some kind of like volcanic uh space happening what if there's a a volcano who knows but it's not you know uh not that we'd get in in explosion or in eruption of of that but enough to like heat up some of these like underground little rivers and lakes and and stuff like that something something like that could be interesting and could also explain like how a mouse would know where to go to survive and uh do all of that stuff who knows i i really like a hot spring is the answer for those weird warm hatches like i to be honest do i want would more kind of prefer that than a like it's an yes. underground bunker yeah like i do want there to be more grounded like we're introducing so many fantastical things with like mm-hmm. uh, uh possible looks in other dimensions in these visions and these disassociating events not that that doesn't really happen to people but ty truly seems to have something uh spooky happening to her you know like there's so much magic and mysticism i do want one answer to just be hot springs just be something natural some sort of a natural rare event that is happening yeah Yeah, indeed um so i i have one more kind of main thing i want to ch- talk about and then just like two little smaller things i'll mention and then i, I want to say real here. quickly the branching Go off ahead, of lottie's yeah. storyline when natalie finds that moose like frozen into the water and they all struggle to get the moose out that is a heartbreaking scene because of really course is, it's yeah. a moose it is a sop it's a frozen moose you're like eight starved teenagers of course you can't pull it out but of course you have to try yeah it's i was oh, it's yeah, awful I, 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 I was scared that like them hacking away at the ice would ca- cause more cracks and we'd get one mm-hmm. of those moments where like someone falls in which i, I mm-hmm. guess nat like in her desperation like puts her face in the water yes. to like reach down in but um yeah, man, but yeah, that it's heartbreaking to just see 
all of that food just sinking away. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, people are wondering about the significance of the moose because when Nat took Jackie's body back to the plane, that moose appeared and then just kind of mm. disappeared. Um, oh, yeah. And so here's uh, this moose then now caught in the middle of the water to d- do this. Day. Like, I, I, I don't want to say the moose isn't real because obviously th- there was enough other people around there to be like, oh, yes, there is a moose that is trapped mm. in the in the water here and they're trying to pick it out. But just like what w- what is the the kind of significance of this moose? Is it like a forest spirit? That is also looking after them or leading them somewhere. Do they need to? Is is it like was it trying to say, look in the water? You need to like go in the water somehow to reach mm. this hot spring that if you go on there, there's like an underground. Again, who knows what? Um, but yeah, it's just heartbreaking scene. You're right. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. What if that. the girls go to travel somewhere else that is difficult to traverse and they have to leave coach behind? What if they do find a way into some underground cave, but it's like real tight passage. You can get in there, but you kind of have to crawl. What if they have to go someplace that he literally cannot follow them? And they're yeah. just like, bye coach. We're, we're going someplace warm. Good luck yeah. coach. Who knows? Who knows what happens? Um, so the, the 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 next big thing that I kind of want to talk about is this idea we, we see this is back with Lottie after she's gone to her psychologist or therapist. And now she's looking at these affirmations in her desk mm-hmm. and she pulls out the queen of hearts and the eyes are crossed out yes. on the queen of hearts here. Um, People have been trying to look into the significance of this, the Queen of Hearts. We also, Lottie has been called the Antler Queen, mm. uh, but then there also, people have noted that they do have a deck of cards in the cabin with them. Mm-hmm. I think at one point, someone did say the queens were missing from mm. the deck. I could be wrong about that, so don't quote me on it. Um but this it, they've now kind of likened to this idea of like maybe whoever pulls the queen is the next one to die or whoever mm. pulls the queen is the the one that gets to pick who the next so the antler queen changes like from person to person mm. it's not necessarily lottie in all of this here but it it seems to be like, I, I haven't decided yet if, like, is she actually seeing that card there when she goes th- through this stuff? Because yeah. it has that, like, weird thing of, like, her, like, trying to, like, it might yes. be one of her visions. Mm-hmm. But again, how real are those visions when she's in her, her session? She's, she mentions the visions aren't real. When she's yeah. ad- addressing all of her followers, she mentions, hey, there is this other self uh of 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 you and like that version of you is not real right again going back to there's two versions of 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 things here um but so yeah how real is 
this card that she's seeing. Apparently, the card is in one of the promotional posters. It's like yeah. hidden in one of the posters in there. So I think this card has significance that we haven't learned yet. And I, I think that's an, an interesting way for them to figure out who is next on the menu, right? Of just it's a game of chance. Um, it's not Maybe, necessarily yeah. we don't like you, so we're going to eat you or coach. You don't have a leg, so we're going to eat you. Right. You're the biggest. Leg. It's mm-hmm. it's a game of chance and they just have to deal with that. Um, but still, like what ways can they manipulate that? Um, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was was an interesting thing to bring into all of that. I, I mentioned we talk, we talk a little bit more about Shauna opening up to her yeah. daughter. Did 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 you want to mention that? Yeah, I just think that's really interesting that she did. She has realized like what Callie has been going through to some regard. She is absolutely where the Callie is suspicious of her, and I oh, think yeah. she's like, it's time, it's time for me to confess. She's like. Yes, I killed Adam Martin. I killed him because I thought he was a blackmailer. He wasn't a blackmailer. That was your dad, actually. But your dad was doing it for good reasons. Like, she thinks, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, she is, Kelly is, she's like college age. Like, she is an an adult, a young adult. So her mom's like, we're we're just going to be honest with you. And I like that Jeff is like, no, I I wanted to keep her innocent of this. I wanted to keep her free of this. Especially because, yeah. 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 Like legally she isn't an accomplice. Yeah. But also she was always suspicious of Shauna. I don't think she was ever suspicious of Jeff. Like it is only Shauna telling her, Oh yeah. And your dad was the one blackmailing everybody. That is the first uh, dispersion. I think Callie's had to Jeff besides, Oh, my dad's a square. He tells lame jokes. Oh, we don't really connect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we have seen Shauna kind of get excited and go into this mode, uh, like this this badass mode when mm-hmm. things kind of get exciting, right? When they get exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if this is not the flip side of that coin, but the more subtle side of that coin, because mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think this was an empathetic move on her mm-hmm. part to be like, I, I want to connect with my daughter and understand her. And like I think this is her scheming. I think this is her conniving. I think this is her like, I, I, I need her to be on my side somehow and, yeah. and keep her close. I need to bring her into the inner circle so she mm-hmm. thinks I trust her, even though I don't. Uh, yeah. And and, you know, I've I've heard people t- talking out there like somehow I wonder if she eventually pins all of this on Jeff because he's just he's just kind of a schmuck. And he I mean, he, he, there is the scene where he approaches the cop at the gym and yeah. it, and tries to do this like big macho man thing. And he's just I I just I don't think he can pull it off. Um, And I, I think he's he's trying to do good but is not like i think things are good i think things fall apart when he tries to do good things which is i think also why he tried to keep his daughter out of it which again probably the good thing to to do in that scenario but i think shauna is trying to manipulate things to uh, 
again, keep everyone safe. Um, that if I can shut my daughter up somehow and just let her in just on the, the tiniest bit of we yeah. did things we're ashamed of. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I think he, even just at the mention of that, like her daughter is just like. My mom never speaks a bit about yes. this, like some something is up here. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I think. This will be interesting to see the way it all plays out down yeah. the road here. Um, I, they are making this storyline a lot more interesting to me than it was in season one. I do like how much time yes, we spend absolutely. with Callie as this like outside observer. As the only other young adult who is not in the 90s. She's the only person in her age group in this timeline. Which I think is a nice balancing point to the 90s timeline. Uh, yeah, it is going to be interesting to see which one of them gets the upper hand. Uh, maybe there is some sort of just pure youthful fire in, in Kelly that is going to give her the upper hand over Shauna at some point. I, yeah. I think one of the best season, one of the best bits between the two of them, like in the storyline in season one is when Callie th- like can tell her mom is cheating and wants to go to her dad about it. And Shauna's like, all right, you can do that. But then it, this house is going to turn into a nightmare. We're going to absolutely freeze each other out. You have to live with that. We're going to get divorced. We're going to spend your college money on the divorce. Like, right, you yeah. can, If you want all of that, go ahead. Go ahead and tell your dad. Yeah. She's, she's just like, you're not thinking about this like 10 steps ahead. I am. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe now Callie will. Callie's smart. Like maybe she'll learn a lesson and think 12 steps ahead now. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, last two small things I want to mention. One goes back to the card. There is this repeated theme of a new queen. Lottie has the vision um, about all of her bees dying. Oh, yes. That day before she explains, I think, to Nat that like, hey, when a new queen is born, that one Mm. kills all the uh, other potential queens or something like that so again it just goes back to this like someone new drawing the the queen of hearts here um and i I guess also with lottie sacrificing the bare heart at some point we still don't know exactly when that sacrifice takes place in the timeline of when Mm. that is happening um but there's there's just some some good thematic mysteries happening here that i I like a lot uh and then last but not least i don't know if you noticed this or not but in episode four the opening credits the theme song was a different version yeah we got some new vocals on on that uh which Mm -hmm. i i I have to be or at least from that first listen i think i kind of liked it better than the original version it feels fuller it feels oh yeah like that like there are more layers to it but again that also leans back to this like dual layered (laughs) ideology thing there is the like haunting version of the theme song playing in lottie's vision at the oh yeah yes Um, so yeah just i i I i think there is significance to that uh that there is some kind of thematic theme going on here but that's it mm, that's all i have I, to say i 
Yeah, I like them playing with that. I like the Alanis Morissette version of the the opening credits. I know Florence and the Machine did a, or, or maybe just Florence Welch on her own. Don't know if the whole machine uh-huh. was involved. Did a cover of No Doubt's Just a Girl for this season that's going to show up at some point. I've listened to it. It's already out. It is a very good cover. It is cool. very effective. I can't wait to see how that shows up. Yeah, I like the little addition to the theme with a, a 90s star. Very appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely good stuff. Yeah, I I, I, I hope they keep... I, I kind of like that when they do like different variations variations on a theme right uh yep. d- d- different v- v- variations of the theme song to represent things happening in the in the show itself i think a mm. great ex- example of this recently was star wars andor um oh the <laughs> theme in 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 that slightly changes from episode okay. to episode, from like arc to arc in that uh and at the end it is I, I don't really want to say it's a crescendo, but it it all kind of comes together in an interesting mm. uh, way there as things in that show build up to the finale. Right. OK, so I, yeah. I haven't seen Andor. I thought you were going to talk about the changing theme songs in The Leftovers. Not just that how they too. had a different one for season two than in season one, but then like if there's it's an episode it. where they, there's, there's an episode where they are making allusion to the 80s sitcom Perfect Strangers, they will just play the Perfect Strangers theme over the regular leftovers opening credits. I, I another example we could go to is Fringe. Right where they yeah. do the, the the multiple time lines, and they do the different versions of the theme song depending on what timeline they're 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 in. That's 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 a blast. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all I have to say on three and four of Yellow Jackets season two. Do you have yeah, any, any I, other kind of final thoughts to wrap things up here? I I look forward to next week when I'm sure we get to spend more time with Adult Van. Really, I love Lauren Ambrose. Look forward to seeing more of her uh, and, and to see why they're bringing in Adult Van. How long she's going to stick around, what she's going to bring to the table here in this timeline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that will wrap things up for our reaction this week. We will be back in two weeks uh, to cover episodes five and six. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Of course, in the meantime, we will also be finishing up our coverage on the Mandalorian. That's both myself and Ignacio uh, doing that one. Uh, so get excited for all of that. But M- Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, for more 90s vibes. There you go. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a bunch. Uh, we got some more videos. If you are watching this on YouTube, I'll have them right over there on that side of the screen. Yeah, this has been number uh, 113 of the Whatnots Reactor Core. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.